Hey guys, Elrod's back, and today I am going to do a podcast on Linda Ronstan. Stay tuned. Okay, so before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to play some music in the background in just a minute. Now, this music is Linda Ronstan. Uh, this is just the musical version um, with instruments only. It is music that she, once she became famous, she really wanted to play a lot of music from her Mexican heritage. So it has that Mexican flair to it. And it reminds me of my grandma and grandpa, um, the music that they used to like to listen to. Um, the song is called Por Un Amor, which means for my love. Okay, we will get started here with Linda Ronstan. Now, Linda was born of Mexican-German descent on her father's side. The family homeland was Senora Mexico, but her family moved to Arizona, where she was born and grew up. Her full name is Linda Marie Ronstadt. Both of her parents were educated. Her father was handsome and somewhat shy, and her father sang. He had a wonderful voice. He'd sing at the local theater when he could. And her grandpa, Abuelo, the conductor of a brass band called Club Florimanico Tusanense. And that was her grandpa. He conducted that band. Her abuelo taught people how to play instruments. He conducted the band, composed and arranged and played the flute. And Linda had a half-sister who was a singer and dancer. Linda admired her. When Linda was a little girl, she thought her half-sister was so glamorous. So she had the musical influence from a very, very young age. Not to mention that both her parents always sang to her and her siblings from the moment they were born. Linda's favorite place for playing music was at a panchanga, which means lively party in Spanish. This was a Mexican rancher's most cherished form of entertainment. It was a picnic that took up an entire afternoon and evening and could even last until midnight. They'd find a good site under a cottonwood tree and someone would build a mesquite fire and grill steaks and pork and they'd have tortillas made by hand and served other food items with it. And my grandma made the best homemade tortillas from scratch, the best ever. So I know what that must, that must have tasted absolutely incredible. Linda's siblings sang also, and her brother and sister formed a trio group with her called the New Union Ramblers. They'd perform at local folk clubs, and her siblings went on to do other things, but Linda still wanted to perform and decided to perform solo. While she was doing this, she was attending the University of Arizona. But she decided to quit college and move on to music. So her and two of her buddies took off to California. Linda and her two friends formed the band called The Stone Ponies. They had the chance to perform at the famous Troubadour. The Troubadour was a very popular place in West Hollywood where a lot of artists got their start. 
And I think a lot of you, if you saw the Elton John movie, know that Elton John got his start there. Uh, Glenn Fry, Don Henley, and, and Randy Meisner from the Eagles got their start there. Um, every once in a while, they'd have an open mic night. And you could be sure that there would be a record company, executives, and managers at the Troubadour. So after they played one night, a man approached her and said he could get her a record label, but he didn't approach the rest of the band. So Linda was distressed by that remark. The band stayed together and released some recordings and went on to promote themselves, but they didn't last very long. Their first album didn't sell. Then Linda found a song called Different Drum. And before you go on, I just wanted to mention too that when Linda was playing at the Troubadour and getting started, she actually paid Don Henley and Glenn Fry to be her backup musicians for a little while. Um, and then they went on after that and became who they became. But um, yeah, Linda was really cool too. When they said they wanted to move out on their own, she was like, go for it. However, when Linda showed up to record Different Drum, there were other musicians there and not her band members, and that really bothered her. But the producer told her this was the way it has to be if you want to record it. And when she recorded it, it was an instant hit. And the Stone Ponies eventually fizzled away. Now here is Different Drum, and this was actually labeled the Stone Ponies. She was so cute. So in 1968, she went solo. 
Her first two albums accentuated her country roots. In 1970, she had a hit, and then in 1971, she released her third album. By 1973, she had released Don't Cry Now and followed it with Heart Like a Wheel, which featured her awesome hit, You're No Good. Here it is. This is probably one of my favorite songs of hers. For those of you that are huge Linda Ronstadt fans, she has an autobiography that's really good. It's called Simple Dreams. Okay, I wish I could play the whole song, but I don't have the time. The next hit she had on the same album was When Will I Feel Loved? The album that had these last two songs on it reached number one and sold over two million copies. Cheated. 
Okay, so in 1975, she released Prisoner in Disguise, which was also successful. Then in 1976, she released Hastened in the Wind, which charted even higher than the previous album. 1977 brought about her Simple Dreams album, which was more of a rock-oriented piece. And it had the hit, Poor, Poor, Pitiful Me on it. It's funny because this song, when I was younger, I never really paid attention to the words. I just liked the beat. But as I got older, one day I was having a bad day. And, uh, you know, we've all played the Poor, Poor, Pitiful Me, right? We've all had those days. And I was in the car and I was feeling poor, poor, pitiful me-ish. And the song came on and I was like, oh, oh my gosh, uh, how does this song fit into how I am feeling today? <laughs> but as soon as you feel that way, you've got to redirect those thoughts. Here's poor, poor, pitiful me. I wasn't that down. record was her biggest hit. It stayed on the charts for five weeks. And it sold over 3 million copies. So by 1978, she had the album Living in the USA. But before we go on, I know there is a song that you want to hear that was also from her Simple Dreams album. And that is... Blue Bayou, which reached number three. 
on the Billboard Hot 100. I'm so lonesome all the time. And it stayed there for four weeks. Since I left my baby behind, Okay, I'm sorry, you guys. I cannot play the whole song because we have to go on. In the 80s, she had an album, Mad Love, which included three songs by Elvis Costello. Uh, however, it fell to go platinum. In 1980, she had the hit, How Do I Make You? During her next phase, she changed directions and starred in a Broadway production, and it received lukewarm reviews. But we will listen to How Do I Make You? Remember this hit in the 80s. Okay, so she recorded a couple of new albums and eventually returned to country pop. In 1986, she actually recorded Somewhere Out There, which was the theme to the animated and American tale. And that became a number two hit. And I did not realize that that was her. And here it is. Somewhere Out There. Such a beautiful song. Somewhere 
Okay, she recorded various albums and tried recording some traditional Mexican songs, and actually one song became a hit. She continued to release albums and had a hit with Aaron Neville in Don't Know How Much. She went back to recording traditional Mexican songs and released several more albums that did okay. Her last recorded album was in 2006, and she toured in 2007. Following that, she released her autobiography I was telling you about earlier, Simple Dreams, and that is really a good book. She was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2014, although she couldn't attend. Linda Ronston has Parkinson's disease, and that is the reason she had to retire from music. She is currently 73 years old, and um, I really am grateful for all the music that she contributed to all of us, because she's a very talented lady. And I hope you enjoyed my podcast on Linda Ronstan. This was for my dear friend, Amy. I hope you enjoyed it, Amy. Elrod is signing off. Okay, guys. It's time for another one-hit wonder. Boogie song, huh? Okay, guys, that song is called I Love the Nightlight by Alicia Bridges. And a little info about that Alicia Bridges actually didn't like disco music. Her and her friend wrote the song. And her friend did most of the uh, writing and she sang it, but they collaborated on it together. And um, 
she did not really feel the things that are said in the song. And she was mortified when it became a hit. But I bet she wasn't too mortified when she went to pick up her check. Elrod is signing off.